Good evening, everyone. Good evening. God is good. And all the time, amen. We just want to welcome everyone out again to our um, revival, our Word of Knowledge Bible College. Amen. Have you been blessed so far? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. want to welcome everyone that is viewing with us online. We thank God for you, too, for joining in with us here at Tabernacle of Praise, where we just enjoy praising the name of the Lord, for he is truly an amazing God. Without him, we know that we are hopelessly lost. But with him, we're more than conquerors. And so we want to bless the name of the Lord in here today. So we want to welcome you. We thank God for you. Um, Let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to come out tonight um, as we continue to study thy word to show ourselves approved. We just ask now, O God, that you would just sup with us. Thank you for traveling mercies. Thank you for allowing us to make it here safely. And we pray for those that are on their way. And we are praying for those that are viewing Um, with us online as well, that they too may even find even a greater blessing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. How many is here? Is there anyone here for the very first time? This is your first time here at the revival. I see your hand. Proud. Wave your hand. Can I I get your name, please? Janice Ingram. Thank you. Amen. Well, we want to welcome you, Sister Janice. Uh, we praise God for you. Did you get your gift? You did. Okay, because I have to, have to make you feel at home in here. But well, we thank God for you, Sister Janice. We pray that this is not your last time. Amen. Do we have anyone else visiting with us for the first time? Anyone for the first time? Amen. Well, we again thank God for you. We praise God for you. Um, We know that God is a very present help in a time of storm, amen? Now, what we normally do here each night, and I know, Sister Janice, this is your first time here, but I believe that here at the Word of Knowledge Bible College that you are able to join right on in and get the answers to these questions, amen? Um, I've tried to tailor them in such a way where everybody gets an A. Come on, amen. The no? Not always. I remember. Huh? You remember that one? I remember when I was in, in school, and um, I, I don't know if you may have had a professor that said that all you have to do is show up and you'll get an A. Anybody had one of those professors? No? No? Yes? You didn't? <laughs> he said, if you show up, you'll get an A. And I showed up, and I didn't get an A. I don't know how. But I believe if you, if you, even if you weren't here, even if you weren't here, I believe you were able to get these questions right. So each night we normally have a quiz. Um, I don't know, did you pass out the papers already, amen? Boy, I tell you, you own it. You need a card. Okay, we have one in the back, um, Sister Brenda. And she called her out, my Lord. Amen. But we're going to go ahead and get started with these questions. Go ahead and put your name on the, on the um, card. Make sure you put your name on the card. We want to put those in a and a big box where we're going to draw names out and give away a nice gift. Amen? So don't forget to put your name on the card. So here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, last Sunday, this past Sunday, we dealt with our topic was um, the coming thousand years, the golden age, or a world disaster. Amen? So here's the first question. A sudden disappearance of believers... It's called what? 
Yeah, you know, see, I told you, you scholars in here, you already, I could just go on to the next question. You already wrote it down, right? A sudden disappearance of believer is called what? Amen. Let's go to the next one. Now, you have to circle one of these now, or you can just write it since you don't have it in front of you. I tried to get a little, a little creative and say a circle. <laughs> but just write the number on your paper, amen? So, circle or write the number on your paper. How many resurrections are there? One, two, three, or four? How many resurrections are there? Ten. <laughs> Amen. Pray for. <laughs> That's not one of the answers. That's not one of the options. Amen. We're going to keep it moving here. Here we go. Number three. What are the types of resurrection? Anybody know the answer to that? Don't tell me. Tell the paper. Back in the day, they used to say, tell it, talk, talk to the hand. Is that what they say? Talk to the hand? Don't talk to me. Talk to the hand. Talk to the paper. All right, here we go. Number four. When does the thousand years period begin? We talked about that last night as well. There's a beginning date. It starts. Amen. And you know if it started, it must finish, right? It must, if anything that have a beginning has an ending. Come on, somebody. All right, let's go to number five. Number five. True or false? True or false? Satan is bound in chains of darkness on this desolate earth for 1,000 years. True or false? Boy, y'all got that right. I can tell. Everybody just... I'm, I think I'm going slow. I'm, I'm prolonging time up here because y'all like, go on to the next one. All right, you, you said it. Here's a bonus. Here's a bonus. All right, you remember this one? You remember? Did anybody do their homework last night? Okay, the bonus question is, what is the name of the dish that was prepared on Sunday night? You heard about it? Anybody know what that dish is? It was good. The name of it was, it was good. He said, I see a, I see a hand going up in the back. Say what? Say what? All right, here we go. Bread and soup. Let's go on, let's go on get these answers. Y'all ready for the answers? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you back. If you're ready for the answers, let me hear you say yeah. Let them see them. Let them see them. They, the first time we were picking them up, but they were so excited about wanting to know those answers, so we let them hold on to them, all right? But um, put your name on them. We're going to put them in the, in the box at the end. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A sudden disappearance of believers is called what, everybody? A rapture. Did anybody get that wrong? Everybody got it right. Got it right. Got it right. Let's go to the next one. Here it is. Circle the correct answer. How many resurrections are there? So the one that said 10, we're going to do a repeat. We're not withdrawing out of this class. We're just going to do a repeat. All right. I saw your three hands, your three fingers go up. I know where you're going with that, but we're going 
we're going to stick with, with, the, with the correct answer. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number three. So what are those types of resurrections? The resurrection of what? And the resurrection of? Do you remember that? Did we talk about that? Yeah. There's going to be two. Which one do you want to be in? Which comes first? All right, let's go number four. So when does the thousand years period begin? Anybody get that right? At the second coming of Christ. That's, that's, the, that's, when, the, that's when the clock starts ticking for the thousand year period. Amen. And no man knows the day nor the hour when he will come. So we want to get our house in order right now. Number five, true or false, Satan is bound in chains of darkness on this desolate earth for 1,000 years. The answer is true. He will be bound for 1,000 years. Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight. Anybody know that bonus question? What's the bonus question? What's the answer? Hot soup? No. Super Cali, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> Super hot. Italian soup. It was, it was good. Italian wonder soup. Well, y'all close. What? It? Italian wonder pot. Amen. How many got a hundred on that? Not number six. But if you got 100 on everything else, you still deserve a reward. Amen. So go ahead. We'll collect those cards now. Uh, remember to put your name on those. We're going to do a drawing. Um, you can leave that slide up, Doc. Um, you can leave that slide up. At this time, we're going to go into our health nugget. Oh, that's why he took it down. Who? Sister Alvina, you're doing our health nugget tonight? Okay, you can come now. Thank you. Let's put our hands together for our amazing God. I went up slowly so I wouldn't fall. Good evening, everyone. How are y'all doing? Oh, the face mask. Good evening. How y'all doing? All righty. My health testimony is about my my health testimony is about my weight loss, y'all. Okay, I want to <laughs> tell you I struggled with my weight over the years as I've gotten older. I've gained weight. It's harder to to lose weight when you're older. It's easier to gain. Okay, I want to ask y'all a question. Do anyone remember uh, the year 2020? You sure about that? Okay. Life as we knew it changed completely. Some of us got on a health kick, and some of us just kicked back. Okay. I decided to get on a health kick. I, re I remember one day God spoke to me and told me something about my future, and it just lit a fire underneath me in a good way. It motivated me to make an effort to get healthier. And so in this experience, I drew closer to God. So what happens when you draw closer to God? He draws closer to us. Okay. 
and I started walking more, eating less, and eating more fruits and veggies. And so I talked with God, I walked with God, I talked with God, I walked with God, I fasted with God. And overall, I lost a period of, uh, a, wait a minute, over a period of 12 months, I lost 77 pounds. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> for years, I was in a pre-diabetic range. My A1C level showed that I was just a couple of points from being a diabetic. This is from last October, last year. I had gotten a job, and uh, it required me to move and walk, uh, be more active. And uh, I had a six-month follow-up regarding that first appointment, and then I found out my A1C level dropped to a normal range. So I'm no longer pre-diabetic. Okay, I wanna let y'all know my own plan did not work. When I allowed God to work his goodwill in my life, Amen. that's when things started to change. So I'm gonna leave y'all with this. This verse, for I know the plan, I know the plan he has for me. You have me, I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I want to thank God for letting me see another day today, my birthday today. All right. And also, I have a twin brother. So he, I want to say he's older than me, but that's what I tell him. He's older than me, although we're the same age. So happy birthday, Alvin. His name is Alvin. Okay. Thank you, y'all. Amen. Alvin and Alvina. Amen. Thank you so much um, for that health nugget on our weight um, as we now enter into a time of prayer. Um, I do want to remember... Um, uh, my very own sister Reed in prayer who asked for prayer. I um, want to remember um, my family as well and all of those that are battling with health challenges. We know that God is a very present help, and he's a God that hears and answers our prayers. Amen? Um, the struggle is real, but God is real also. So um, at this time, I just want you to bow your heads as we enter into a time of prayer. Loving Lord, our God and Father, again, we're so thankful and blessed and privileged to be able to come before you as always we give you the praise. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we're more than conquerors. And so we are just saying thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Um, as we now come, Father, forgive us of our sins. Help us to do those things that is pleasing in your sight and remove anything in us, anything that is in us. We ask that you remove it now for our desires to be prepared um, to receive you when you come on that day. Um, we don't want to be lost. Um, and so, Lord, we can't make it without you. So help us to walk right. Help us to live right. And help us to talk right and show the love um, that lets the world know that we serve a risen Savior. We want to lift up before you in a very special way. Um, Sister Reed asks that you would be with her and, and her health, oh God, and um, her, uh, her family and all that is going on with her, oh God. We just ask that you would just cover her now. Um, show your hands of mercy upon her. We also want to ask that you would be with those that are battling with health challenges not, that are not here and even here. 
um, that you would do a great work in their lives as well. Um, we have family members, oh God, that is battling with a real life challenge, some real issues that are going on in our homes, but yet we find ourselves here night after night at this revival, faithfully working for you, faithfully serving you, faithfully serving others, oh God, but yet in our home, um, it's chaotic. Our homes, on our jobs, it's challenging. But yet we're here, oh God, because of our love for you. And so we just ask that you would just do a great work tonight, Father. Let us not leave here the same way we came, but let us leave it with newfound love for the things of God. Thank you for our guests, family, and friends that are viewing with us online, and even those family and friends that have made their way here in the present, um, in the physical space, to worship with us tonight. Again, cover us and keep us. Now speak to us through thy word, O God. Um, again, let us not leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God, and we'll be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Cover us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, Tabernacle of Praise. Praise the Lord, saints of the living God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. The devil had it in his mind that I was not going to be here tonight. I left the dentist and I was cruising down here, making my way pretty fast. Lynette, you know something about that. And as I got really close to getting off at my exit, traffic just stopped. We're sitting. I called friend who never has her phone on. And I called Andre, and he didn't answer. A pastor, I said, Pastor, I'm stuck in traffic. And pastor said, uh, you know, if you don't make it, we just going to keep on moving. And I'm thinking in my mind, devil, mm -mm, not tonight. And pastor prayed right then and there, friend, it wasn't a minute or two at the most. My lane opened up, and I was able to just walk, just go just like that. And before, it was literally nobody was moving in the three lanes. Prayer. My mama said, I dare you to trust God.
Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I guess they didn't want us to roll right into that. After that beautiful song, thank you, Sister Bev. The enemy tried to keep you from getting here. Amen. But you are here. Praise God for you. Um, for he, you hungry. Sister, you need to go on downstairs and get, a, get some of that. <laughs> Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started with our time here today. Um, the Word of Knowledge Bible College. Mm. As we um, spend this time together tonight, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, again, we thank you so much for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We just ask that you will speak to us. Um, do what you do, God. We surrender ourselves to you. We give you total control. Um, open up our understanding, and we'll be ever so mindful to give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen, amen. and amen again. 
Um, this is a continuation from our um, talk on this past Sunday um, as we looked at the millennium. Um, this is one of this here, this here topic here is, is so near and dear to me. Um, as I shared on this past Sunday, when I first heard about it, um, that my theology was off. Uh, not mine, but the theology that was being shared with me was off. Amen. But then once I understood the real deal holy field, amen, um, it just was something that just took to me, amen. Um, it, just, it just really, really um, took to me. Um, we talked about this word up here. It was on our quiz. It was on our test, this thing called the rapture, amen. Um, anybody familiar with the rapture? Now, I, I, I have to be, be honest with you. I don't like making jokes about these type of things um, because I understand that there are individuals that really believe this and, and, they, and they hold it dear. About like how we hold our doctrines and our beliefs dear. And, and you don't want no one playing around with your Sabbath and joking about your Sabbath. I have um, some friends, and I, I don't know if he's watching, but, um, you know, you know seven-day Adventists and uh, advantageous. And, you know, you, 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 you've heard it before. You've heard it before. Amen. Um, and, and it make you feel some kind of way, right? And so I want to be mindful that as we go through this, that I'm mindful that individuals really believe in the rapture. They really do believe that mama's in heaven looking at them. It's a very delicate and a very, a very serious subject. But the reality is it's wrong, you know. And I try to share the truth in love, you know. But when it's something that is so close and near and dear is, you know, how do you tell a person that, that really loved that person that that person is not good for them, you know. About like you, you know, someone telling you that, you know, coming to this church is not good for you. Or, you know, you're believing on the wrong day. You know. Um, and so I, I, I take it very, very seriously. But at the same time, I love the millennium. I love what, what God has put in place. And then I realize that the enemy, his main purpose is to throw off the believer. Okay? To get you to believe some stuff that is not true. Okay, and I was talking to um, one, of, one of my good friends, um, Sister Brenda, <laughs> and, um, and as she shared with me how when she heard about um, the millennium, it was basically off of what was told her. About like what was, I, you know, how I learned is about, you know, what was told to me. I didn't crack open a Bible. I didn't go and look to verify it was just sounded so good. You mean I have an opportunity to try this thing again at the, in a thousand, at the thousand year millennium? And like I said before, if I'm struggling now to live right, and I understand that the thousand years is going to be worse than now, then how do I think I'm going to make it then if I can't make it now? And so we talked about this thing called the rapture, this sudden disappearance of believers. They're just going to disappear. And I've said it Sunday. I said, well, have you known of anyone? Have there been any reports that you know of where someone disappeared? Now, I'm not talking about someone that has come up missing. Okay? That's, they haven't been raptured. Okay? 
They're they're, they're not raptured. They've been kidnapped. Amen. Or the individual may have dementia and they may have wandered off like I know some individuals whose parents got up in age and they went out for a walk and got lost. But no one was raptured. Amen. And so I want us to turn to the word of God because the Bible was going to let you know the truth. The Bible will reveal uh, 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 the, the, the events which surrounds Christ's second coming. And I said it before, and I love it. I love it because Christ is not going, you know, with all the power that he have. why would he sneak in here and take something that belongs to him? Amen. Do you go ringing your doorbell when you go home or do you put your key in and walk on in? Huh? Do you put your car? I love that. Well, I don't even know the name of the car, but there was that one commercial where you can put your car in stealth mode. No one sneaks into their own house. So why in the world would God sneak in here and take what belongs to him? No. So the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 16, says that for the son of man will come in the glory of his father with his angels. And then he will reward each according to his works. That's right. Everybody's got a reward. Everybody got something coming. Each one according to his works. So this is one text that debunks that new age movement uh, that Christ would descend from the, from the sky in the glory of his father. Uh, 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 that, 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 you know, this here one world government this one. No, no. When Christ come, he's going to put an end to it all. And so the rapture is not something that will happen. As a matter of fact, you could thumb through the pages of the Bible and you will not find that word listed. So Christ's coming is not a secret. His coming will be a dazzling brightness for Matthew 24, 27 says that for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the son of man be. With a loud noise, every eye will see him, every ear will hear him. Amen. I mean, why wouldn't I show up in such a dramatic fashion? With all of my angels, the heavenly hosts. Why, why, why would I want to see, see the enemy, what, what, what the enemy is doing, if he can get you to believe that folk are being snuck out of here, amen, then you are debunking the rapture. I mean, the, the um, second coming of Christ. In other words, what you're saying, that we don't have to worry about the second coming because people are being taken now. And not only that, but when our loved ones are, um, um, die, they just go straight to heaven. Because the enemy's main purpose is to get us to believe that there is no second coming. So we can do what we want, live how we want, say what we want, and don't have to worry about giving an account to anything. But the Bible tells us that everyone will receive his or her reward. And so, nothing is secret. Jesus is coming with splendor and glory and majesty. He's coming, family of God. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm not sleeping in my grave, because that's right, I'll be sleeping in my grave, or if I'm alive when he comes, either way is all right with me. <laughs> so let's get into this thing, because we need to understand some events that will occur um, at the second coming of Christ. You know, we talked about it the other day. We talked about the righteous living on earth, the righteous that, that are dead in their graves. Amen. The wicked people who are alive. Well, we're going to get into that tonight. Amen. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 14, 16, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Nothing secret about that. With the voice of the archangel. And the Bible goes on to say, And with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And that's why I get excited at it, you know, because, see, you know, I just can't help but to get excited about Jesus Christ coming and taking me to that place. As John 14 says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto me. Amen. That where I am, there ye may be also. Hey, if I, you can't get excited about that, I don't know what you get excited about. And so the language is very clear. Christ's coming will be a powerful and glorious coming. And the dead in Christ will rise first. They're coming up first. When Jesus comes, those who have passed, those loved ones, those that have given their life to Christ, those that have died in the Lord, amen, the Bible says they're going to be resurrected first. They will be caught up. And see, this is where they get it confused at with that thing called rapture. You know, they're caught up. No, no, no. They're not raptured away. The Bible says in Thessalonians that when Jesus comes, that the dead in Christ will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. They will meet Jesus in the air. Families will begin to reunite. Loved ones that have died in Christ will, will come up. No more canes and no more crutches and no more diabetes and, and no more dyslexia. No more issues and no more problems. Now we can come before the Lord and we will be completely whole. No more struggling with vision. No more struggling with hearing. So, huh. If you have a loved one that is deceased and they have given their life to Jesus, we don't have to worry about it. But see, here it is. And I'm going to put a pen right here because, see, you know, um, when our life isn't together, <laughs> when my life isn't together or our life isn't together, it's hard for me to visual, visualize somebody else with Jesus or being resurrected or being with Christ. If I can't see me with Christ, how can I see somebody else with Christ? See, it's hard for me to believe in something that I don't trust in. One of my daughters, you know, they love to play that game called trust fall. They say, come on, daddy, let's do the trust fall. I'm like, what you mean? She said, come on, come on, come on. Just fall back. I got you. <laughs> it's the trust fall. Trust that I'm going to catch you. The Bible was very clear. 
our loved ones, husbands and, and wives and our children that have laid, that have died in the Lord, the Bible says they will be resurrected. No more leukemia, no more, no more hospital visits. I love the way John put it. We talked about these resurrection here. You know, we talked about those two kinds of um, resurrections. Amen. It says, marvel not. Marvel not at this. For the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. And let me just bag up on this thing called rapture. Who was selected to be raptured? Somebody got to be in the grave. According to the text, somebody got to be in the grave. Am I missing something here? Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. So if we're just all being whisked away on one number one, I want to know how, how, how do, how do, you know, what's the criteria and who go and who stay and go to the grave? I'm just asking. But then he goes on to say here, he says that they that they that this that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. The two resurrections. So how many resurrections are there? Two, the resurrection of life and the resurrection of damnation. So the first resurrection, the resurrection of life, it takes place when the dead in Christ rise first. The resurrection of damnation is second. And we'll get to that in a minute. Because the resurrection of life, here it is right here, it takes place at, at the second coming of Christ. Christ Jesus will return with the dazzling brightness. Graves are open. Family members will come out, amen, with a new life. The blinded eyes will be opened. The deaf ears will hear. The cripple will be whole. Cancer healed. Arthritis healed. Uh, everybody will have a vibrant body. The righteous living. The righteous living, according to First Corinthians, would tell us that we shall be changed for this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. But here it is right here. Verse 51. It goes back and says that. But behold, I tell you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be what everybody changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet of God. We will be changed. We don't have to, we, we, it, there, is, there, is, there, is, there is nothing else you can do. So no one is in the graves listening to this right here. The Bible said the dead know not anything. Not a word. They are asleep. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, you know I, I never really struggled with death. I never, I never had an issue believing that my loved ones were in heaven smiling at me. I never, never struggled with that. But, but you know, be, be, because some stuff, it, it just made sense to me because, okay, here I go. Um, I've done some stuff in my life, okay? 
Now, I know you're looking at me and you want me to tell you what, but I'm not, okay? Because <laughs> I ain't telling you. Because just like I've done some stuff in my life, you've done some stuff in your life. Now, if we're going to swap, tell war stories. <laughs> huh? So, 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 so here it is. There are some things that I've done in my life that I didn't want mama to see me while she was alive. Why would I want her in heaven looking down on me now? Hmm? I don't want her seeing me then, and I don't want her seeing me now. And the reality is, none of us in here want our family members seeing us in our, in our nakedness. And so the devil wants you to believe this stuff. He want to convince you that, 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 that mama is one. And, it, and, and it's really because, so because if, you know, it's just good to know that mama is in a better place now. It, it, you know, out of all the hell out and caused her in her life, it's just good to know now that she's somewhere where she ain't got to deal with my issues anymore. Yeah. And so, Second Thessalonians, I mean, First Thessalonians 4, 417 tells us that then we who are alive and remain shall be called up to meet the Lord in the, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So when Christ comes, the righteous dead are resurrected. They will receive new bodies. They are changed. The righteous living, the Bible says, will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Caught up together. So the wicked, so the righteous living and the righteous dead, when Christ comes the second time, will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And Christ comes, we will be resurrected, the dead, the living, the righteous go to heaven. But what happens to those that did not accept Christ? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. What about the lost? The Bible tells us, can we stay in the Bible? This is the Word of Knowledge Bible College, is it not? Can we just stay in the word of God here this, this evening? The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians verses 1 through 8 says that in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God. In other words, those that did not accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's going to happen? The Bible says that, that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that when Jesus Christ comes, the Bible says they will drop dead at the brightness of his coming. Now, let's keep in mind that Jesus longs to save everybody. I don't want anybody to get it twisted in here. I know you're online, those that may be viewing this. I don't want you to get it mixed up. I'm not talking about some God that loves just being, that, that loves bringing about punishment on individuals. No, I'm talking about individuals who made a conscious decision to do other than what the Spirit of God have been directing them to do. They rejected the Savior. They rejected his leading. They rejected his teaching. And they don't obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so sin, we understand that sin 
is combustible. In other words, sin cannot stay in the presence of a holy God. It will, it will just blow up. And if sin is in you, that's why we confess. That's why we confess daily. We don't just confess once a year. I guess it's time for us to go to, to, um, to, to the church house on, um, what is it, Easter. When most of us come once a year on, the, on Easter, on Easter Sunday. We ain't been all year long, and this one time out of the year, let me go and get it right. So I can go and live like a hellion the rest of the year. So the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, let me continue on with this. Whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and what everybody destroy with the brightness of his coming. He gives sinners a chances. He gives us chances after chances after chance. Our rebellious hearts, we turn our backs on God. And we allow the sin to continue to grow and fester. God is letting us know. He said, you do not have to do that. So the wicked living. When Jesus comes a second time, the Bible says that they will be destroyed at the brightness of his coming. That's the word. It is there. And, and, and so let me just bag up. Let, let me just bag up. When Jesus Christ comes the second time, amen, the Bible says that the dead in Christ, first of all, the dead in Christ will rise first, amen. Those who are alive and remain, meaning those righteous believers, will be called up to meet the Lord in the air. And those individuals who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says they will drop dead at the brightness of his coming. And those who are wicked in their graves will remain in their graves so no they will not be resurrected to drop dead again they will stay in their graves God is making this thing so clear and so plain and it's, it's just it's just so clear but the enemy have woven in some stuff to get us to believe a lie versus the truth it's easy for us to believe something that makes us feel good. It's hard to believe something that, that, is, that is difficult. Even learning is difficult. Anybody had to take a new subject before? Anybody had to learn a new language before? It's difficult at first, but once you get an understanding and the concept and the precepts, and once you begin to, it began to make sense to you. Oh, he said, oh, 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 I love this now. But see, it's not always that. It's not that way in the beginning. It's difficult. It's hard. But once you come to an understanding at the, at the Word of Knowledge Bible College, you begin to leave here with a joy, with an excitement, because now it makes sense. Now I don't have to worry about my mama in heaven. I know she's sleeping right now. I just pray that when she went to sleep, she went to sleep in the Lord. I don't have to worry about daddy anymore watching over me and looking down on me. His angel was speaking to me. No, 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 no. I want to believe that my daddy died in the Lord, and when Jesus... Jesus come, he will be resurrected in the first resurrection and not the second. Huh. 
can't help but to get excited about my Jesus. So the wicked will drop dead at the brightness of his coming. So let me ask you this question right here. Since you always asking me questions, let me ask you a question. Is there anybody left alive on earth? Okay, I'm going to help you out. No. <laughs> Jeremiah 25, 33 says that, And that day the slain of the Lord shall be from one end of the earth even to the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented. Or in other words, they won't be sorrowed over. They won't be cried over. They won't be gathered or buried. They shall become refused. In other words, like dung. On the ground. <laughs> so there would be nobody left. Dead bodies would just be laying there. I know this sounds so horrible. Surely that's not God. God is a holy God. Surely God don't want to just let dead bodies just lay all over the earth. I mean, who going to bury them? The righteous dead and the righteous living have been resurrected up into the earth. I mean, it has been resurrected and taken to heaven. The wicked living dropped dead at the brightness of his coming. So who's going to bury him? <laughs> See how clear that's the Bible right there. I didn't make it up. So we're in heaven now. The Bible says here that at the second coming, Jesus, is re Jesus returns. Amen. And his return, uh, the living of sin, the righteous dead are resurrected. They were joined uh, the, bright, the, the righteous living, the wicked living are slain, and nobody is left alive on this earth. So what is the condition of the earth? Man, y'all good. Y'all asked some good questions. I'm glad I got them in my notes here. <laughs> I'm glad I came prepared because, y'all, boy, y'all got some good questions. So what's going to happen to the earth? Is it destroyed by fire? Does God leave it to be destroyed forever? What about the thousand years? Oh, yeah. What happens? What, what, what goes on during this thousand years? Well, come on with me. Come on with me because Christ comes. The righteous ascends. The wicked is destroyed. The millennium period now begins. In other words, this thousand year period starts. The Bible says in Revelation, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and the great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of that dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for how many years, everybody? One thousand years. The only place in the Bible that talks about the thousand years of the millennium, the only place. The millennium, these two Latin words, milli, which is a thousand, and anum, which is a year. A thousand years of what? The, the, the condition of the earth for 1,000 years. What does it mean when it says that Satan is bound for 1,000 years? Well, the text says that the angel laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. So where is Satan bound? In some pit? In some subterranean? In some, in, in some cave? No, 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 no. On the earth. You want this earth? <laughs> it's yours. 
all by yourself. Nobody to tempt. Nobody to torment. Nobody to, to, um, to make late the program. No, nobody to mess with. So Revelation 20 puts it like this. He laid hold of that dragon, that old serpent, and he cast him into the bottomless pit. Shut him up. Set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand year period was over. But after these things, the Bible says, he must be released for a little while. Just a little while. So, we, so, 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 so why couldn't Satan deceive nations? There was nobody here to deceive. Nobody's left. So let me finish up with this right here. Satan is bound for those thousand years. Thousand years he's held. The earth is desolate. Cities are desolate. The Bible says here in Jeremiah that I beheld the earth and indeed it was without form and void and the heavens and they had no light. Is this a creation? Not at all. You see, from heaven, we, the righteous, can behold the earth. Uh-huh. We can behold the earth. He says, I beheld the mountains. And indeed, they trembled. And all the hills moved back and forth he says and I beheld the, and indeed there was no man and all the birds of the heavens had fled I beheld he said and indeed the fruitful land was a wilderness and all its cities were broken down at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger so what about God's people? Where are we during this time? The Bible says that the dead in Christ are resurrected to meet the Lord in the air. Remember Jesus said in John 14, 12, he said, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there ye may be also. So we are caught up to meet the Lord. We go where he is. Revelation 26 says it like this. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. We sit on thrones. We reign with God and Christ. We are called children of, of, of the king. We, 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 we will reign with him before the earth is recreated. We have, we, we have a task to do. We have an assignment to do. And right here in 1 Corinthians, it tells us, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? Let me just help somebody out right there because too many times we look at each other as if we're standing there being, being ridiculed we are, are, are that we are being um, uh, 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 um, judged. But we have to understand that what is being judged is the character of God. God is saying that, that everything 
everything that I've did, I want you to know that I've gave mama a chance. We're standing there looking over the records. We're not being over there. God is not nitpicking through what we've done. He's not taking the tweezers and going through our sins. He's not stopping by and just nitpicking at the stuff that we did. If that was the case, we wouldn't be in the heaven at that time. We would be lost with all the other sinners. But what's happening at this point is that we're looking over the records and God is showing us that I gave mama a chance. I gave daddy a chance. I gave brother a chance. I've tried this and I've tried that. I've done this and I've done that. And we're looking at all the missed opportunities. We're looking at all the times that God tried to save us and we turned our backs on him. God is saying, what do you think about me now? That's when we'll start throwing down our crowns and saying, you are righteous God. You mean you did all of that to, to save this one? You did all of that to, to save me? You mean you did all of that? So no, 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 we're not nitpicking going through folks' sins. I'm not up there looking to see why my brother didn't make it as far where he was still on crack or, or she was still on drugs or, or she was still fornicating. No, 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 no. We're going to be looking at the records and we're going to see all of those times that Jesus tried to save you. And we'll be able to say he's righteous. You see, we don't just say he's righteous here on this earth. We're not just saying he's holy here. No, no, when we get to the earth made new, now oh, you are holy. It's going to have a different vibrato. Now when we say you're worthy, uh, it's going to come from a different place. Uh, now when I say you're awesome, uh, you're mighty, uh, you're good, uh, you're amazing, uh, you're Shekinah. Now when I talk about him, uh, it's coming from a different place. Hey, hey, because we realize now uh, that we don't deserve it, that we don't deserve any of this. Ha, ha, ha. My Lord. Oh, my, 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 my. See, that's what's on trial. It's the character of God. That's what started this whole thing. Lucifer, when we started our series tonight, I talked about Lucifer being in heaven, one of the majestic angels that God created. And somewhere, for some reason, he lost his fool crazy and he began to think uh, that he's better than God. Uh, I want to be like God. Uh, thank you, baby. I want to be like God. Uh, I could do this better than you, God. Uh, you're not fair. You're not just. And I'm not Matter of fact, I'm going to show you. So he manipulated, almost said manipulated, gifted, but I am streaming up. But he manipulated, <laughs> help me, Lord. He manipulated a third of the, end, uh, of the angels and swamped them out with his tail, amen. And now we see here that what's on trial is not us per se. See, we get caught up with the judge and jury down here on earth. And when we stand before the judge and jury down here on earth, you see, there is um, some, uh, some, some, some biased judgments going on. There, there, there is some, um, some, um, some favoritism going on. 
You see, when we stand before the judge down here on this earth, sometimes there is um, this thing called race involved. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sometimes when we stand before the judge down here on this earth, that some some sometimes, you know, it depends on the on, on how good or bad of a day the judge had. Anybody ever went to work mad? <laughs> yeah. Don't think they don't. <laughs> Okay, okay, y'all, okay, y'all looking at me. Um, um, I, I'm going to talk to you online here today because they, they ain't working with me in here. Uh, um, have you ever took your frustration out on somebody else? So, so I, I know my time, my time, boy, I'll tell you. Uh, 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 and, and so when we stand before the King of Kings and the, and the Lord of Lords, we don't have to worry about biases. We don't have to worry about uh, favoritism. Uh, we don't have to worry about what side of the tracks you were born on. Or we don't have to worry about any of that because what he's going to show you is that I am on trial here. That's why he took the nails for you. Uh, that's why he got pierced for you. Uh, that's why he died for you. That's why he stepped in your place. So you don't have to stand there. So quit making it about you and start making it about my God. Stop making it about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. You, 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 don't, you ain't nothing. Your, your best righteousness. Your best righteousness is as filthy rags you, you what what can you do you can't save yourself all you could do is make a choice to follow him so if you're standing before God uh, in the earth made new if you're standing or if you are part of the first resurrection uh, you can count it all joy you don't have to worry about it amen you don't have to worry about now getting to heaven and God saying something like um, I notice in the books here uh, that you left something out uh, you left some stuff undone uh, now I gotta send you back down there no 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 that's not the way God rolls Is that all right? <laughs> I'm about to finish. It's good. It's good. The Bible. Where, 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 where did I lose myself at? Come on, help me, Lord. Where did I lose myself at? <laughs> uh, Revelation. Revelation puts it like this. Amen. He said, and I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. In heaven, God says, I know what you need. I know what you want. I got you. It's all covered. It's all covered. The Bible said Jesus paid it all. So why would we get to heaven at that point for him to look at the records and say, you know what? You're 50 cents short. You're 50 cents short. So Lucifer is a liar. He's a cheater. You can't believe him. You can't believe him. 
You, can't, you cannot trust him. Amen. Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgment. So the righteous are in heaven. The earth is desolate. Finally, the millennium comes to an end. What happens? Satan, in Revelation right here, Satan. Now, when the thousand years were expired, it simply means that it concluded, came to an end. Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations. This is what's going to happen. And, and, and though every dead person uh, uh, that Satan has ever tried to, to get to muster up with him, uh, uh, Satan will go out to try to deceive nations and there will be nobody there for him to deceive because the rest of the dead are dead. The wicked are dead, but they're dead until the thousand years were finished. And how many resurrections are there? Two. The resurrection of life is the beginning of the thousand years, and then the resurrection of damnation of the wicked at the end of the thousand years. The wicked dead are resurrected. The resurrection of damnation and suddenly the earth is populated. Satan goes out to deceive the nations. Come, let's rebuild this planet. Let's let's try to throw God off of his throne. Uh, uh, two resurrections, the first, second coming uh, 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 the resurrection of the righteous. The sin, and then the second is at the end of the thousand years of the wicked. And in Revelation 21, put it like this. He says, then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down out of the uh, out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband the holy city will descend god's throne will descend the universe will be revolved around god's throne the universe the cosmics will all begin to come together and the bible says that all of this will happen and i heard a loud voice from heaven saying behold the tabernacle of god is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people god himself will be with them and be their god and they shall see him face to face and so at the end of the thousand years the holy city will descend the drama of the ages will come to a close the end of the controversy between good and evil and now the holy city descends the wicked are resurrected resurrected satan the evil host will see the holy city satan will say come on folk we can take the city And you would think after a thousand years. That's what the Bible says. And so they went up, according to Revelation 29, they went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded, <laughs> uh, 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 surrounded the saints uh, uh, or the city. And the Bible says that as they surrounded the city, fire came down. Fire came down from God out of heaven. And devoured them. So first God's presence devoured Satan, evil angels, the earth consumed with fire, the flames, the flames, what they're doing, they're purifying the earth. Because the Bible says in Revelation 14, I mean 2014, this is the second death. The death is no more. Death itself is now cast into the lake of fire. 
2 Peter 2, 9 says the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of the temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. So here it is right here, and I'm getting out of your way. 2 Peter 3, 13, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So out of the ashes of the old world, God creates a new garden of Eden right here. Earth is carpeted with a living green, pure brooks and streams are flowing. Uh, and now we have a new home, a new place. Flowers are growing red and green and purple and orange and all these majestic colors. God is saying that the trees are now starting to bud. The trees are now bringing forth fresh fruit. Don't have to worry about bass of grain and all this stuff that they're putting in there. You don't have to deal with all that. And now we're living in a new city. The new city, God's capital is right here. The Garden of Eden reestablished right Right here on earth, God's fellowship with us. He talks with us. That's when we can really sing that song. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. Now we get excited. We can get excited. We were already excited when we woke up and realized that we were in the first resurrection. Now we can really get excited about God. Because God can take our brokenness. And turn it, take our ashes and turn it into something beautiful. But it starts with us choosing to follow him. Choose to follow him. The devil's going to tell you all kind of stuff. Because he don't want you to believe that Jesus' plan will work. You see, we want to understand and know all of this stuff. We want to know all and how it all. And we don't want to leave any room for trusting him and believing in him. And just say, Lord, I know you got it. Lord, please just take my brokenness. Fix it, Jesus, fix it. Because there is nothing I can do of myself. But in you, Jesus... Your word tells me I could do all things but fail. So I commit it to you. If you're here tonight and you want to give, you want to walk with Jesus for the rest of your life, I just ask you to just show by the raising of your hand. Amen. I see your hand. Heaven is recording these hands. Father God, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. Father, we recognize that we are flawed, that we're not perfect. But because of what you've done and the plan that you have laid out, we can trust you even when we can't trace you. We can believe in you even when believing is unbearable. And, Lord, we have come to the place where we're going to hold on even if we got to holler. Thank you again for what you've said, what you've done, and what you're doing. In Jesus' name, we pray that the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. Let's put our hands together. Let's worship him in this place. Ain't he good? And all the time. Ah, uh, he's good. He's good. If you would not like to leave a love offering, our deacons are at the door. We ask that you would just drop those um, in the bucket back there. And if you're still holding on to your car, we ask you can drop it in the bucket too. Um, again, we'll be here tomorrow night at 6 o'clock where you'll be able to get some physical food. And then on, at 7 o'clock, we'll start our service. And then we'll be off on Thursday, but back here again on Friday. God bless you and have a blessed rest of the evening.